Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mdiwa Kavaza, and for today, uh, we are getting into a discussion around uh, the world of uh, health, wellness, and fitness. I'm uh, talking to the team over at uh, Virgin Active. Uh, that is a brand that uh, needs little to no introduction in the South African context. And, uh, you know, if you are someone who goes to the gym a lot, chances are that uh, you've noticed, have seen seen one or just come across a virgin active on a daily basis so for today we're just going to be getting into how that business is performing and also at the same time how um, the business uh, is weathering an economy right now where consumers are under um, as much pressure as they are and to help us to understand what's going on we are joined by Dean Kowalski who is a group CEO of a virgin active Dean, greetings to you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show today. I think, uh, you know, thanks uh, thanks be to you, um, you know, for just uh, taking your time to be with us, um, you know, for today. But I think maybe a good place for us to start. Um, a lot of people, like I said, tend to know and understand what Virgin Active is. We see the gyms, um, in a, especially for people that live in the major cities. We see the gyms in and around various neighborhoods, shopping centers and the like. But um, from your view, is that all that there is to understand about Virgin Active in South Africa? Is it just the gyms or is there anything else? When you say you're the group CEO, um, what does that entail? So firstly, it, it's not just a South African business. So Virgin Active is, is truly a global business. Um, we have clubs in, in many of the major cities around the globe, from Sydney to Bangkok, Singapore, uh, many cities, Rome, Milan, Florence, uh, obviously major cities in, in South Africa and then the United Kingdom in, in, in London. So very much a global business with a global footprint. Um, and then in addition to the gyms, we, we see ourselves as an overall wellness business, fitness, uh, gym activity is, is one part of the business. Um, as, as most of your, your listeners may be aware that there was a transaction done with, with Kauai um, approximately 18 months ago. So in addition to the fitness or the gym business, we have a strong nutrition business with, with approximately 180 restaurants and we're rolling those out globally. Um, we also focus on things like recovery and mind and body, yoga, reformer Pilates. So we see ourselves way more than just a gym business or way more than just a, a nutritional food business and and much more like a wellness business um, which looks at, at the individual across multiple wellness elements and not just the fitness so global business global footprint um, across many of the cities and and far more than just fitness and can I confirm uh, for your for yourself and uh, this particular role you're looking after the the business globally Correct. My, my role is is the global CEO. We have we have strong uh, territorial uh, directors and country directors and managing directors, including in in South Africa. We brought on Jessica Sphera, uh, approximately nine to twelve months ago. She heads up the South African business, and and my role is as as the global group CEO. All right. Uh, I do have to ask, though, what it's like, um, you know, um, getting to the top of such a business, because I think there are a lot of uh, what you call this uh, multinational businesses out there. And um, it's hard enough getting, uh, you know, um, getting a foot into some of these uh, some of these doors, some of these rooms. Uh, but to ascend to that place, you know. I'd be keen to understand, especially coming from where you do, um, you know, what that must be like. 
Firstly, it's a, it's a space I absolutely love. So I have a huge passion for wellness and health. Uh, it's had a major impact on my life personally. So when, when you get involved in an industry that, that you're passionate about, that's, that's had a big uh, influence on, you, on your own personal life, it's a, it's a great space to be in. So very privileged and, and proud and honored to, to be able to be part of an organization like Virgin Active. Um, um, so, so in terms of running a global business, obviously has, has global challenges, but uh, like like I've always said, it's whether it's a South African business, a global business, um, there's there's the same amount of dedication, hard work, attention to detail, uh, building teams, surrounding yourself with the right people um, that ultimately deliver the success of the business. Uh, um, but as I say, just a, a great place to be. The Virgin brand itself is 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 well known. There's great awareness for the Virgin brand uh, and Virgin Active globally, which makes my job a, a lot easier. Um, and uh, really, the wellness space. Is, is a great, great market to be in. It's a growing market, um, and therefore we're privileged and, and we're fortunate enough to have a, a global footprint to take advantage of this growing market. At this time, at this juncture in the conversation, I want to draw a certain parallel um, between your business and uh, coffee for a moment, and I'm going to ask if, if uh, you know, for your thoughts around the dynamics, because um, in coffee, we know that uh, you know there's there's there are big brands such as Starbucks, for example, um, that uh, have done a lot to 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 spread their brands around the world. And Virgin is one of those brands, and uh, Virgin Active has done well in that space as well. But to draw the parallel, I remember having a conversation um, with the guys that are running uh, Starbucks in South Africa a few years ago, and uh, they were saying that uh, you know. Starbucks is a big brand. Everyone knows who they are. But in a local context such as South Africa, you tend to have a lot of competition that will come from your mom and pops types of um, establishments in neighborhoods. Um, you know, the the corner coffee shop, the one that uh, you know, the the owners, uh, that type of thing. Uh, the, the, the trucks, the um, the, the converted containers, all of that is huge competition, even for an established brand such as Starbucks. So keen to, you know, your understanding, and especially because you are doing it globally, obviously, we want to understand it from a South Africa point of view first, but um, at least within the South African context, uh, how has the brand performed? Um, and I ask that simply because just, just as in with coffee, there's a lot of people that have their own, uh, what you call this, that have their own um, gyms, brands, local brands, um, you know, that one personal trainer opens a local outfit, he has his following, all of that. How does that work into um, the equation for Virgin Active? In the, in the South African context, specifically, Virgin Active has, has been around for a long time. It's it's uh, has a, a, a national footprint across South Africa, an existing national footprint across South Africa. So slightly different to Starbucks, for, as as an example, which which started overseas and then has tried to enter the South African market. Uh, Virgin Active has been in the South African market and and is the dominant player in the South African market. Uh, um, so so slightly different dynamic. It is well known. It's not trying to enter a new market. Um, at the same time, we recognize that each market, each territory has its own particularities um, that we need to consider. Um, we're, we're a global business, but we're very aware of local nuances, and, and we need to adapt our business model to those local, local models. Uh, what we do find, though, there are far more similarities 
in terms of a global business. So when it comes to fitness, when it comes to wellness, nutrition, um, there are a lot more similarities across the globe than differences. And therefore, 78%, um, 70 to 80% of, of what we do is largely the same across across the globe. Uh, um, so so we don't see the, the same parallels with, with Starbucks. We, we very much recognize that there are different types of competition in the fitness landscape. It's not, we, we're not only competing, and this is not particularly to South Africa, this is on a global basis. We're not only competing with, with other gym groups. Uh, people have the option to exercise outside. Um, people can go to boutique studios, so in other words, individual studios that may do yoga, may do high-intensity workouts, reformer Pilates. And, and what Virgin Active is, has done is evolved itself from a pure gym floor business to, to, a, to a club where you come and join this club. You can use a gym floor. Your kids can go learn to swim. You can do a yoga class one day. You could do a, a boxing class another day. You could do a cycle class another day. So an all-encompassing value proposition um, where for the cost of your gym membership, you're able to do everything that you can do in the boutique space. You have a gym floor. You have stuff for your kids to do. You have Club V classes to do. Um, so and, and at the same time, we, we've teamed up with, with outdoor partners. We, we collaborate um, with Ride 94.7, which is now the Virgin Active Ride in Johannesburg. We, we partnered with the Cape Town Marathon, um, and we, we assist participants in those outdoor events to get ready um, for, for the marathon, for the cycle. We, we also collaborate with the Warrior Series. So very involved in multiple aspects of fitness and wellness beyond just what takes place uh, in our bricks and mortar clubs. We often say that uh, COVID-19 was a huge equalizer because it was one of the few times um, that uh, around the world everyone was facing the same set of circumstances and dynamics. We were all at home, we were all uh, forced to be inside. Uh, I think your home workouts, online classes, all of that stuff, it uh, it rose. And, um, you know, because we have you here, it would be good to understand because of the various types of competition that you are highlighting um, what and uh, you know whether or not uh, Virgin has uh, fully recovered yet um, from uh, the impacts of the pandemic and any trends that might have taken hold during that time, particularly that um, at-home trend uh, specifically. So, I mean, clearly through COVID, a great equalizer, as you say, and, and there was just no option. Our gyms were closed, our restaurants were closed. People had no choice but to exercise at home. Um, Post-COVID, what COVID has done, it's, it's significantly highlighted health vulnerability to people. So there's an absolute increased desire for humans today to seek a healthier lifestyle. So COVID, in fact, has been this amazing, uh, there's some silver lining. It's that people realize the benefits of keeping healthy, of exercising, eating, eating well. Uh, um, and it's led to a real boom in, in the fitness and the wellness industry post-COVID post as well. Also, there is a strong move, what we call from from URL to, to in real life experiences, people wanting to exercise with other people, to come to gyms, to come to restaurants, to socialize with other people. So clearly through COVID, a strong move to, to um, 
digital experiences, online experiences. But post-COVID, we've seen the exact opposite, a real, real move towards people wanting to be with other people, people wanting to socialize um, and exercise together as part of a community. Uh, so so COVID is, has has had a lot of positive impacts on, on people's awareness of, of health and wellness and the benefits of health and wellness, and also the strong move back to in real life experiences, which, which we see only getting stronger. People want to socialize. They want to be with other people. They want to be part of communities. They want to be part of leaderboards. Um, and that's something that our, that our app will, will help bring together and, and enhance the, the communities. Uh, so we are not uh, totally back to pre-COVID numbers. We had a lot of members in our base that call it were idle members, members that were were in our membership base, not really using the gyms. Um, but at the same time, we've seen an incredibly strong recovery just in the last seven months alone. Um, we've, we've added over 12% or grown our membership base by 12%. In some territories, Italy as an example, Singapore, we are above pre-COVID levels in terms of membership numbers. As a group as a whole, we, we're approximately 90% of our pre-COVID levels. So a real, real strong recovery uh, in terms of member volumes. Um, the, the business continues on a month-by-month basis uh, to add members, and and we see this trend as I, as I said before, in terms of of exercising together with people in communities, continue to grow. Now, uh, Dean, in addition to the the lockdown aspect that was a huge equalizer around the world, um, the other equalizer that uh, subsequently has happened, you know, during that time and even post that time is the financial aspect. Consumers around the world are um, are under pressure. And uh, in particular, you know, for now we can talk about what's going on in South Africa, but um, high interest rates, inflation, all of that, it's something that's being seen um, whether you are in the United States or whether you are in South Africa. Um, consumers are under pressure. And one of the things that uh, you've touched on a couple of times, um, I think earlier on you described uh, that evolution of the Virgin Active brand, you know, beyond just, uh, you know, being um, a, a health and fitness brand and gym floors and the like, uh, to being a club. And uh, on that front, just keen to understand the place of loyalty in your universe. Um, loyalty, loyalty programs, rewards, that type of thing. And uh, I think you've been talking about an app right now, how all of that fits in. And especially the value add um, when it comes to trying to solve um, for the fact that uh, consumers are under as much pressure as they are. And the fact that, uh, you know, I, I think just uh, anecdotally, just seeing people around, um, you know, my people in my own circles where in, in tough times, your gym membership and that type of thing become, um, you know, some of the some of the first things that uh, get get stopped when uh, when a person is trying to preserve cash. So, so maybe to pick up on the first part around the, the current macroeconomic environment, cost of living crisis, which is not unique to South Africa, we've seen it uh, across the globe. What what we do send do see is, despite these economic pressures and despite what, what you've just highlighted, is, is that consumers, particularly the younger demographic demographic continue to spend on products that enhance their their, their health and wellness. So, so rather than substitute um, gym membership or nutrition, they would d- 
get rid of other discretionary spending, whether it's a night out in the pub or alcohol or drinking, some of the more uh, destructive or negative negative habits. People, as I said, post-COVID absolutely recognize the importance of, of health and wellness. And, and people are not prepared to compromise to today in terms of say, what's important? Where do I want to spend my money? It's on myself. It's making sure that I can perform optimally, that my wellness is looked after. This move towards preventative wellness as a opposed to treatment, um, is is recognized not only by individuals, but by governments, by insurers, as a far more cost-effective way of keeping healthy, rather than treat the problem once you've got ill, whether it's through medication, hospitalizations, et cetera. How do you stop yourself getting sick with a preventative health measure? Um, so we've seen that, that the health, the wellness sector, despite the macros, um, holding up extremely, extremely well um, in terms of other uh, certain other sectors, uh, specifically relating to the app and, and how we're going to use the app and, and loyalty. Firstly, it's it's there to enhance the member experience. There's the, we, we recognize that in order to keep members engaged, we, we have to provide an incredible experience for them. And that experience comes from when they access the club, how they book their classes, how they schedule their, their programming, the advice they get, nutritional advice, PT bookings, what type of group exercise, when the clubs are busy. All of that information needs to be readily available just to facilitate a seamless integration between the physical and digital worlds and enhance the member experience. Uh, and at the same time, uh, it's important for us to to reward, motivate, incentivize our members to train more. For us, it's absolutely important that that our members engage, that they use our clubs regularly. We're not just interested in taking a, a membership fee. We, we're here to improve people's lives through wellness. We want people to eat healthy on a regular basis. We want people to exercise in our gyms on a regular basis. And in order to to motivate those those behaviors, we're going to incentivize our members uh, for, for using the club more frequently uh, from a pure commercial point of view from from a business point of view um, as soon as we see higher levels of, of usage members using our clubs it has a significant impact on driving down uh, churn in our business and increasing customer lifetime value so so from a business perspective by encouraging usage by rewarding usage by motivating our members to to attend the gyms we we start having an impact on on the churn levels and churn levels traditionally across the gym sector are relatively high the loyalty program, the rewards program can assist us to increase usage, to drive engagement, to, to in, uh, drive average spend per member and ultimately reduce, reduce churn. In addition to that reduction in churn by, by members, using the app, whether it's to enter the club, as I say, to book classes, um, we start getting access to a whole lot of really important and, and meaningful data. And, and we can start making far better decisions, data-driven decisions, because we start to understand our members better. We start to understand why they train, when they train, what is the reason they train, and start to build up a much closer connection, a personal connection with our members. And as we build up that, con that connection with our members, understand their needs, use the data, Data to drive our decision-making process, we can increase customer lifetime value. So a strong business um, reason to, to implement a loyalty program and, and an app. At the same time, it is very much there for our members, the ability to, to en enhance the experience and just bridge the gap between the physical and digital worlds. Uh, um, something we, we didn't touch on in terms of the app, we also recognize that there are times when it just may not be convenient for a member to come into the gym. There may be 
they're away, they're traveling on business, they just don't have the time. The app the app gives them the ability to access um, uh, over 300 online workouts um, where you can be taken through a workout on your app so you're able to exercise at home. And that's all included in the cost of, of, of the membership. There's no additional fee to access all those online workouts. So we do recognize there may be a time when members can't get to the gym and they can engage with the, with the app to, to continue the exercise regime at a place of convenience for themselves. Sounds like there's a lot going on on the platform and uh, especially all, all of the value add. It sounds like uh, a coming together of all the aspects that we've spoken about throughout today, whether you're talking about uh, access to extra value classes, um, you know, are you at home, not at home? Uh, are you able to come into the gym? If not, we do have an option for you. So um, sounds like a, like, a, like, an, like, a, like a great response to everything that's happening in the competition competitive landscape. Before we let you go, Dean, just uh, I think two things on our end. Um, I'll just combine them, you know, in the interests of time. Um, firstly, um, I like the fact that uh, because we do have you and you're looking after the group, um, you can give us a sense because we we, we do have um, an investor type of audience and they would be keen to understand how the business itself, you know, has been performing. You said that you are back to about 90% of where you guys were pre-COVID, um, but financially, whatever you can share with us whatever metrics um, you can share to, to 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 contextualize how the business is performing I'm keen to understand that and then lastly perhaps this is something we should have started with but at the moment who is uh, the your typical virgin active uh, customer um, let, let me just start. Unfortunately, on the financial metrics, is limited. I can say one, one of our shareholders is, is a listed company and we're in a closed period. And, and I think you'll see the financial results uh, being presented by Brait, I, I think, within the next 10 days or, or, or two weeks. So you'll you'll get a better flavor for the fun, the current financial position. Um, what I can tell you in terms of of, of where we position in the business, um, as I say, we've seen strong growth uh, across the group, uh, particularly in some of our international territories, um, and and we look to to generate more hard currency earnings. Um, so we've seen as much as we're proud to be in South Africa, and I'm a South African, and we have a very strong business here. We we see opportunities outside outside South Africa to grow our business. Um, so so very much a focus on on call it the defensive managers managing our cash highly. Disciplined in in terms of investment decisions, raising productivity, but there's a great opportunity to grow our business, to add new clubs, not only in the territories that we're in, but in in additional territories. Um, in certain territories, we are subscale, and it's quite expensive um, and and difficult to find new locations. So potentially in those locations, we can look to M and A where there's suitable M and A and where we can extract the right synergies. So I suppose there's an overall excitement around the potential growth of the business where the business can can go and as we evolve from a pure fitness nutrition business into a global wellness business uh, a business um, that that can take advantage of, of some of the social wellness trends that we've seen um, where we can start putting people's social lives their overall all, overall wellness um, under one under one roof uh, so so unfortunately on the financial position can't can't give you too much in terms of who our 
who are who is our member anyone that understands and wants to keep healthy we're, we're a wellness business we 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 cater for those people that are very active in the fitness space that have got goals they want to run marathons uh, they want to perform at, at a top level all the way through to people um, that just want to do yoga just want to to have some 30 40 minutes of a day to 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 be by themselves just to do some low impact um, people that just want recovery um, we, we encourage people um, to use our gym spaces um, not only as a high performance or as a performance center but as a space where people can come and just mentally recharge refresh recover it's so important um, to overall fitness to overall wellness to mental health to embrace activity to embrace nutrition to sleep well this is a really really powerful tool that we have in our hands this ability to change people's lives for the better using wellness so we appeal to everyone young old middle age healthy not healthy fit unfit um it's a great place to come and and, and rest recover exercise uh, and increase your overall wellness so that's been it. Uh, we end off uh, for today just uh, that conversation around Virgin Active. Um, I'm very keen to get Dean back on because for today we, we focused quite a bit on the exercising uh, exercising and fitness part um, of their business, uh, but uh, hoping that we can get a sense of, uh, you know, the food and nutrition, um, you know, side uh, of the equation because I'm pretty sure that's a whole business that has um, its own set of uh, its own set of dynamics that uh, would be really great to explore. One of the big things that I think is coming out of this conversation is um, the fact that um, health and health, fitness, wellness um, is uh, has risen. Um, you know, when it comes to the discretionary spend that consumers have, um, it's risen on the on the on the slate of priorities and we see a little bit of more stickiness um, around such products because um, consumers have realized that, uh, you know, COVID-19 did make people realize that they do need um, uh, to, they do need to uh, take care of themselves a little bit more and uh, businesses such as uh, Virgin are benefiting from that. I think on our side, it ties in very well um, with our conversation last uh, week or the two weeks ago. Um, when Liberty was telling us about their claim statistic and the fact that health is still a big reason why people are, you know, claiming on the insurance side. So all of it, it fits in together because the economy does, uh, you know, work in tandem like that. So that's been it. We're in conversation with Dean Kawaski, who is the group CEO over at Virgin Active. Dean, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcasts on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. I've been Murio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight, which is a multimedia live production. So from myself and the rest of the team it is a good evening good afternoon and good morning